not 50% daily opt-ins is unheard of. And in fact, even we were very, very surprised. And what it validated is people genuinely care a lot. Uh, if we just make climate positive features easily accessible to people, economically viable, right? Where it's a fraction, it's a small fraction of the total product cost. And then fun to use. That last piece is very important. Don't make me donate. Give me something that I can actually go and use very transparently, right? People are very, very willing to do it. So for two and a half months now, it's consistently been above uh, 50% daily opt-in rates. Hi, welcome to Forbes India's The Daily Tech Conversation, where we bring you insights from tech entrepreneurs, CXOs, and investors from around the world whose work has a bearing on India. I'm Hari Arakli, and in this episode, Anirudh Gupta and Siddhant Jairam, co-founders of Climes, talk about how they wanted to find a way to get people to take climate action literally with the click of a button. Backed by investors including Sequoia and Kalari, Anirudh and Siddhant are integrating their tech with a growing list of brands to show consumers the carbon footprint of their purchases and also give them a click of a button option to neutralize it. Anirudh, Siddhant, uh, welcome to this podcast. Amazing uh, to be talking to you guys. And like we were talking offline, I'm totally blown away by the simplicity of your idea. And if it catches on, it literally empowers everyone to take climate action every time they make a purchase, as simple as that. So I'm super excited to learn about your work. For a general audience, maybe you all could give a, a brief background about your work, maybe even your work leading up to clients, uh, what you all were doing, and, and then we'll go from there. Thank you so much, uh, Hari, for having us here. Ani, do you want to start? Yeah, thanks, Hari, for having us here. Uh, so, Sid and I both made our own climate transitions uh, around the same time, uh, but with slightly different journeys. Uh, I previously used to work in the aerospace industry for five years with Airbus till 2020. And uh, going into the new decade, I think I was extremely curious about what's the single best area to be spending my time on and what problem is the single single best problem to be uh, solving for. Mm. Uh, and clearly the answer going into 2020 was climate because it's, it's the biggest problem for times. Uh, mm. And if you don't solve it in this current six to seven year period, uh, we don't have a future to look forward to. Right. So I rolled off of Airbus to go into climate work uh, with a commitment to spend at least a decade solving for climate in whatever capacity I can. Mm. Uh, and didn't really know what that meant, to be honest, uh, mm. because who really is a climate worker? Yeah. Right? Like, where do you even get started solving for climate? Uh, and my first attempt to do that was by building a foundation, a not-for-profit foundation in India uh, called sasmafia.org. And along that uh, journey of building the foundation, I had discovered uh, Terra.do. Mm. You know, I had met Anshuman and he talked about what they were building with Terra.do. I ended up actually going into their first cohort as a guinea pig. <laughs> and it blew my mind how well organized it was and how much it actually gave a first principles framework to my approach to climate work. Right. And uh, when that ended, I was such a fan uh, that Sid had actually reached out uh, doing a ref check on Terra and the course. Oh. And he ended up going into the second cohort and mm. also loving it. So we basically met through Terra.do and ended up maintaining a friendship, you know, for the period after that. Mm. Uh, he carried on working in the VC world. I carried on building my foundation, sasmafi.org. Mm. Uh, and 
every month or so we would just check in you know uh, how was his own climate thesis evolving how was my climate thesis evolving mm-hmm. and what were the problems we were seeing in the space that needed to be solved for and we kept gradually getting closer and closer to alignment on the fact that there are enough and more fantastic climate solutions that exist and within climate if you take water waste energy carbon specifically carbon solutions exist all around us in the form of carbon avoidance and renewable solutions things like energy efficiency you know forestry mangrove biochar uh, you name it right there's so many great solutions with so many great entrepreneurs working on the solutions but the problem is not enough finance is moving fast enough uh, into those solutions and if we need to solve this huge 50 plus billion tons of carbon problem every year uh, we need to really accelerate the flow of capital uh and and make it flow in a very seamless way mm-hmm. so I, i think that was our first that was our first uh you know insight into the problem that needed to be solved mm-hmm. and toward that end sir and i decided in june 2021 uh hey listen this is like probably got some legs let's actually put them put something together uh to solve this right uh so we kicked off what we call project climbs at that time it was an unregistered a non entity literally a project just sit in me and three early believers who joined us mm. uh to see what how we could move finance mm. a lot faster toward the climate solutions that needed that money mm. and our framework was to go after individuals rather than institutions and governments mm. go after individuals and actually make people want to get involved in climate action and use the power of their wallet mm. right on every transaction to want to enable financing to flow toward climate solutions. Mm-hmm. Uh so climbs kicked off as a, as a project in 2021 uh June with the attempt to build a pilot project that would actually give us some validation in the market. Uh the first uh you know studio or like uh organized builder cohort that we took climbs through was again with Terra Terra Studio. Mm-hmm. and uh, that allowed us to put some structure around climbs uh, actually win terra studio and get a 4000 dollar grant from them they were generous enough to give us that little bit of cash flow to you know pay our early believers and move closer toward a um, a prototype yeah and by november we ran our prototype we ran a pilot project and we actually got a really 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 positive response from the market uh, so much so that sid and i decided you know this can actually go somewhere if people are willing to actually participate in carbon neutralization through checkouts on any consumption type uh this is a infinitely scalable idea and the business model that we came up with of building an instrument the climb instrument which equals 1 kilogram of carbon footprint that you can collect and then neutralize by choosing projects you want to support uh, we thought it had a lot of legs so we turned climbs in 2021 november uh into a into a company um, and we incorporated as a Delaware C Corp with a fully owned Indian subsidiary did a capital raise in December with some fantastic partners and then ever since we've just been added building uh climbs from India for the world uh with a very simple idea that people care a lot more than we like to believe and people are actually willing to play their part in solving the climate problem if it's easily accessible economically viable and fun to do and that's where climbs really comes in very, very nice and just uh, briefly for our audience uh, 
the reference to Terra.do uh, and Anshuman is uh, this really amazing startup that Anshuman Bapna started this company. Uh, runs a flagship course uh, teaching professionals about uh, climate change and the economy and uh, climate economy and so on. And folks who are interested can check it out at uh, Terra.do, which is T E W R A dot D O. Uh, amazing course. Uh, Siddhant, uh, you've been in Kalari. I'm really interested in uh, understanding and, and I'm curious about how uh, your knowledge of uh, finance and I think you started out as an engineer as well. So kind of walk us through briefly, you know, the, the journey towards climate. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, Hari. So essentially, uh, when I moved back to India in 2015, right, uh, my goal was, you know, in the next 10, 15 years to uh, be very entrenched into the startup ecosystem. I think uh, it, it was really fledgling back then. And there was a shed of optimism that Indian companies could build world-class products, right? So came back, uh, first attempt did a startup uh, as part of the founding team of a fintech company. We exited that to Credex. And at that point, uh, ended up meeting Bani at Kalari, uh, who said that, you know, hey, why don't you come and explore this fellowship program that we're running and ended up sort of doing that for about uh, two years and gradually loved the uh, vibrant VC ecosystem, ended up spending uh, three more years there, right, at, at Kalari and learned a ton, right? And one of the things that I really learned that uh, was that in India, category creating companies have significant premiums to them, right? Uh, whether it is, you know, um, a Dream 11, which was at the Kalari portfolio or uh, you know, Zomato, Swiggy, etc. These were all category creators in India. So I think back at the back of my head, it was always there that, you know, if, if I were to build a company one day, it, would, it should be in a, a category that is new. And potentially uh, when we are building it, we have the opportunity to help enable and create that category, right? And uh, obviously climate was one, one problem that I was uh, very passionate about uh, from, from the time I was in college, right? Uh, kept studying it uh, towards the end of my time um, at, at Kalari, right? And it was it was very clear that, you know, uh, this decade is a decade for climate action, right? And started as in when I entrenched into it, really understood that there could be potentially like tech companies that could come out of them, uh, come out of this space this decade, right? Uh, and ended up doing a lot of research through 2000, through, through the pandemic, right? And that just kept giving me more and more conviction. And one of the things that I really um, sort of resonated was uh, a quote from Sir Michael Moritz at Sequoia, right? He said, the reason why Sequoia did not invest in the climate tech space in 2008 was because they didn't want to confuse Nobel endeavors with profit-making ones, right? And circa 2020, they started looking at the climate tech space again, right? Uh, and it was very evident that the economic utility of climate tech uh, opportunities are going to come this decade because it is the need of the hour, right? Which is when I started deliberating a lot with Anirudh to say, hey, what what is the financial opportunities that will play out in the next decade, right? To enable more and more climate capital to come through, right? So I was coming at it from a carbon climate finance angle. He was coming at it from, you know, what should we do for more carbon removal, more carbon avoidance, right? And that's where we uh, sort of kept discussing our ideas. And uh, that's how we we birthed climbs. Like I felt like it was the right time to, you know, take my learnings from having done, worked at a startup before, having seen many entrepreneurs create 
category defining companies and then felt that it was the right opportune moment to do something uh, in a category that is relatively new and uh, that's that's where my conviction in climate and climes started to come together and it's been a fun journey since fantastic uh, so both of you uh, tell us about climes itself uh, what have you all been uh, doing at climes for the last one year since you formally sort of uh, you know started work on on the company and uh, Uh, right now where are you at in terms of uh, commercializing uh, a product or a, or a solution that uh, you know others can start using to take climate action which is basically what you want to promote sure uh, so climes is a climate finance company firstly and secondly we are a behavior change company and within behavior change we're doing consumer behavior change and brand behavior change uh, and now that sounds like a mouthful because like what is our real identity right we're a climate finance company that's trying to do behavior change or are we a behavior change company that's trying to do climate finance and i think climate is actually a function of both uh in equal importance uh and the reason for that is we realize that carbon credits are actually a very effective tool to move the finance that our climate problem needs but the current status quo of carbon credits is actually very very warped uh there's too much friction in it too many middlemen too much you know inertia it's too slow uh there's a lot of just perverse incentives too mm-hmm. and we reimagined a carbon market where people can actually get involved in solving for the climate problem not just institutions and governments but people mm-hmm. um i think about the effect that let's say 10 to 100 million people could have using their own wallets right using their own ability and their own intent to want to solve for climate if they were given the chance to do so uh that would actually unlock a huge untapped pool of capital that otherwise has no means to reach climate solutions so what we did is we looked at the carbon markets and realized that most human consumption actually is in kilograms of carbon footprint not in tons our flights our food our fashion products our personal care products our events that we go to are all at least our footprint for those events is all in kilograms right you take a delhi to bombay flight it's 120 kilograms of carbon footprint you wear a t-shirt it's probably 5 kilograms of carbon footprint mm. uh, you take a bus ride from you know delhi up to the hills it's about 4 kilograms of carbon footprint mm. so kilograms need an instrument uh, that people can actually relate with so we created the climb instrument up front and one climb today equals 1 kilogram of carbon footprint so each ton actually got fractionalized down to 1000 kilograms and each kilogram became a climb uh and by 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 clearly demarcating that one climb is 1 kilogram we could then create an instrument that people could find at their own points of consumption right so are we going to become are we going to go out and tell people hey like here is a climb instrument and you must buy it absolutely not uh, our thinking was we have to make it so simple and so easily available that it just becomes a default choice yeah and i love the way that now wherever this is integrated people have no excuse uh, they just have to make up their mind to pay just a little extra from the comforts of their living rooms right and how do we really do that so our first contrarian idea was if we can reach out to people through the you know natural behavior that we already have one of which is buying stuff right we buy a lot of stuff every day 
So at the points of consumption online, clients can get integrated to do two things. One, show you the carbon footprint on whatever you're adding to your cart, right? Mm. And that's the carbon accounting piece per per consumption use case. And mm. part two, offer the equivalent number of climbs on top of that carbon footprint. So mm. if you see five kilograms of carbon footprint for adding a you know a food product to your cart, you should also be able to see five climbs that you can collect in exchange for a little bit of money. Mm. And when I say collect. We use that word very carefully because we actually don't want it to be a donation play where you put in that money and then the company that has offered you that service decides what to do with your money, right? We actually believe that does not work. So yeah. you see your footprint, you have the ability to collect clients, and then you actually collect them into your own client's wallet. And that client's wallet allows you the opportunity to access the supply side of the marketplace as well, which is where we have a whole host of carbon avoidance and carbon removal projects all based in india right so those are projects that are doing the real work of carbon mitigation carbon removal they are generating carbon credit for the good work that they do and we offer them up for people to exercise their own choices of who they want to support and enable financing toward so if you zoom out what we have done is actually created a demand side and a supply side marketplace right we reach people for their own carbon utilization on their own consumption through the brands they buy from and on the supply side we enable the choice of you choosing a project that you want to support based on your regional preference based on your own climate sort of preference right some people like forestry projects some people like regenerative agriculture projects some people like renewable energy projects too you should have the choice to see what you can do with your money and then actually be able to track that money flow right very 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 key part of the entire experience transparency reliability and also just education that hey like what all is going on around the country right who who can actually support rather than just give a donation and then it's done right i have no idea where that money is really gone so because of this entire demand supply side two sided marketplace and the creation of this climb instrument that people can see across the internet on top of their footprint collect to then neutralize their footprint later and then go in and choose projects that they want to support we've simplified the 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 sheer uh task of climate action into a really simple two part play and till today we have partnered with eight different consumer brands who offer us through their own checkouts 44000 people have bought at least one climb mm. and our net impact so far has been about 350000 kilograms of carbon Uh, mitigation financed, so three hundred and fifty tons, and that's a drop in the ocean of what we really want to solve. Uh, our first goal is to get to one hundred and fifty consumer brands that truly share similar values. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they care for climate, they want to offer a sustainability feature, and their audience is actually very, very willing to opt in. Once it becomes available with any of our brand partners, mm-hmm. the opt-in rates from their audience is shooting through the roof. it's actually quite incredible and so optimistic. Mm. So 150 consumer brands are the first target getting to 1 million cumulative tons of carbon financed through the climbs engine is the first target and then after that it's just multiples. Mm. Right? So we're moving climate finance far faster than anything else out there right now. Um uh, and we think there are a lot more consumer brands that share similar values that we should be partnering with 
to reach their consumers. Just briefly, how did you guys figure out the carbon footprint for anything that someone wants to buy? I mean, are there existing databases, uh, independent databases that you can sort of connect back to with APIs or whatever? How does this work? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much uh, for that question, Hari. So what we do in terms of carbon footprint calculation, right? Uh, there are open source databases that are available that are certified and accredited uh, by UN and UN-backed organizations, right, across categories. So for example, uh, in travel, there are uh, two, three different databases that are used, right? So what we then do is we uh, synthesize the, the information and, you know, make it in an easily accessible API format with, with partners, right? Similarly, across uh, food, fashion, uh, beauty and personal care, there are different uh, databases that, that are backed by the UN and also there are industry coalitions, right, that put together um, you know, what are the emission factors uh, from a carbon footprinting point of view, right? So we rely on some of these databases. Uh, and what we do is we uh, sort of make it very simple uh, and break it down to an API format, which we just share with our brand partners, right? Uh, and to be honest, when we started off this exercise, our turnaround times were really, really high in terms of getting to carbon footprinting. Uh, even if it was an API itself, right? The models itself were taking time, but over time, as we start to work with different partners, uh, we feel like that turnaround time to get to the carbon footprinting number is reducing and we're getting more uh, efficient as an organization. So that's the reason why, you know, we're fairly confident that if, if we are at eight brands today, we could probably scale to uh, 15X of that uh, in the next couple of months because we're getting more confident about our uh, ability to... Uh, accurately calculate these footprints, right? And over time, as and when we get more data, I think it's only going to get better. Mm. Give us one example of uh, something that's already working uh, on, on, on a smartphone app. For example, if somebody is making an e-commerce purchase, mm. just thinking that at the, at the point of checkout, clients will have to have been integrated to show up one field saying that this is your carbon you know, footprint from this purchase. Yeah. Do you want to add this much, etc.? I mean, I, I exactly don't know how you guys have figured that part out. So I'll just... Uh... Yeah. So I'll, I'll tell you the technical bit and then tell you about the about a success story as well. Oh, right. Sure. Um, so technically, it's a, for full, full stack integrations where a company's platform is built on a full tech stack, we do full API integrations. Mm. And then that API offers up two numbers. Initially, the first one is a carbon footprint number that Sid talked about, mm. you know, that we have created with them and then fed into the database. So that every time a product is added to cart, it extracts the relevant number, the carbon footprint number. And on top of that, it offers up our instrument, the equivalent number of clients that that company is authorized to sell on our behalf. Mm. Right? So that's the two-part API. We have now also created a really cool Shopify integration of the same exact system, but for all Shopify-based platforms, it's actually a 15 minute integration. So the, the, the integration time has just reduced significantly for any Shopify based platform. And mm. thirdly, we are also creating a SDK so that mm. it can become an even faster and cleaner uh, integration process for most, you know, heavy tech based platforms. Mm. Uh, and the beautiful thing is in all three cases, we don't actually charge the company a penny. Mm. So we become, we are, we are, the single cleanest, fastest way for a consumer brand platform to start offering a sustainability feature and a climate positive choice to their consumers because we don't charge the brand at all. 
In fact, we are saying, hey, like there should be no resistance for you. Just plug us in. Start offering people the true carbon cost on every product. That that's you're gonna pay. You're gonna reap the dividend of it because people will actually respect you more for being like truly sustainable, right? Starting to show true cost of products is a really, really, really good first step. And then giving them the choice to do something about it is a really, really, really good first step. So now I'll tell you about a uh, success story, right? We have Make My Trip for flights. Uh, we have Zingbus for bus rides. Uh, Roam Home for vacation rental homes. Uh, Tamarind Chutney and Aste for fashion. Uh, and we have several more consumer brands. In fact, nine consumer brands specifically going live in the next five weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and then beyond that, a lot more. Uh, but let me pick, let me like double click on one of them. Zingbus went live with us two and a half months ago, and they offer intercity bus rides all across India. And Zingbus obviously has been has started thinking about sustainability. Right? Is my consumer a climate conscious consumer? Does my consumer care for sustainability choices? These are the sorts of questions they were starting to think about and ask. Uh, and when we reached out to them, uh, it actually turned out to be a really good fit because they said, "Hey, we would actually love to show the carbon footprint of every bus ride to our consumers. We don't know if they'll opt in and pay that other cup, you know, additional couple of bucks, but it's worth a shot." So we integrated the climbs API with them. We actually spent a bunch of time with them, co-building and co-designing the true cost API. You know, for the carbon footprinting. So they have north of 50 different types of buses for each different bus type, for the fuel emission factor used, for the average driving speed, down to the level of is there a water bottle on the seat, hmm. right? The the true cost API is so specific that when you add, when you go to Zingbus's site now and you add a particular ride, let's say Delhi up to the hills, Manali, you will get a very very specific carbon number of what you're being on that bus emits, right? The contribution that you have. And then on top of that, equal number of clients are offered and then people can opt in and buy it. The success rate has consistently been above 50% daily opt-ins. Very nice. Mm. Above 50% daily opt-ins is unheard of. And in fact, even we were very, very surprised. And what it validated is people genuinely care a lot. Uh, If we just make climate positive features, easily accessible to people, mm. economically viable, right? Where it's a fraction, it's a small fraction of the total product cost. Mm. And then fun to use. That last piece is very important. Don't make me donate. Give me something that I can actually go and use very transparently, right? People are very, very willing to do it. So for two and a half months now, it's consistently been above uh, 50% daily opt-in rates. We ended up actually writing a really cool case study about this because the the second level and third level effects of the entire collaboration have been tremendous. It's mm-hmm. great for ESG value, right? For Zingbus. This is data they can show their investors. Two, it's great for their consumers because they actually now look at Zingbus as a company that cares. Right. Zingbus doesn't have to pay for it. But because consumers are paying for it and Zingbus is offering it, Zingbus is a partner in that climate journey to an average user, right? And that's really, really, really good for branding. It's just the right thing to do too. And thirdly, the financing that's actually enabled from those additional opt-ins 
is flowing directly to project developers in India very, very, very fast, right? So think about the possibility now of making that available with every company out there that actually cares. In fact, sustainability has become a license to be in the marketplace now. And companies that don't get on board, honestly, don't deserve to have a future in the market. Right? Companies have to, in some form or the other, start building a sustainability agenda. Whether they pay for it themselves out of their own active interest or they figure out other models, you know, where other stakeholders of theirs, of theirs can participate. Every company has to start somewhere. And companies like Zingba, Tamarind Chutney, Aste, Rom Home have shown the way that people really, really care. Like climate conscious consumers are, a, are only growing in number. In fact, Sid and I very early on had this line that we really believe will come true. Our climate consciousness or climate worthiness is the new credit worthiness. And there is going to be not just a future, but it's already starting to happen where society is going to disproportionately reward people who are climate conscious or climate positive. You know, think about the respect you get around in society linked to your climate positivity. Mm. You, it can be very small actions also, right? Just opting in at a checkout is enough of a statement to say, I am the kind of person who cares. But you could go beyond that into starting to drive electric cars and then putting renewable energy system on your house and then composting. Recycling your electronic waste, eating alternative proteins. All those are secondary and tertiary choices, but just start somewhere. And uh, we think a lot of people are willing to do that if we make it available for them. And, and for end user consumers, uh, when you say they have the choice uh, to direct the climbs that they have accumulated to a project of their choice, does that mean that they will also have to download a climbs app and install it on their smartphones? No, uh, right now we just have like a web app where uh, they can just log in either through their uh, email or mobile phone and end up uh, accessing the dashboard through the uh, through the web app. Uh, and that's available across both obviously mobile and uh, desktop. Hmm. So with the uh, partners that you're already going live, uh, whether it's Make My Trip or a Zingbus, uh, I guess, as I understand it, how it would work is every time someone makes a purchase, uh, they accumulate these clients and then they log into their clients account and then say, send this money to this project. Is that yes. how it works? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. So that that platform is called transform.clients.io hmm. and it poses a, as a two-part play. One is your wallet slash a marketplace, the supply side of the marketplace. Hmm. So you can find your clients that you have collected at all these checkouts there. Mm -hmm. right it'll automatically like collect all your clients and then you can use those clients to put into different supply side projects with your own preference so you can go in and actually see a project from say trees today or a hasten ventures or mm -hmm. a farmers for forests mm -hmm. go through each of them see details geospatially see where is it located see mm -hmm. the developers behind the solution you know see the sdgs linked to that project mm -hmm. make up your mind and then actually put all the way down to a minimum one climb, one kilogram worth of financing. Mm -hmm. You can do minimum one and then up, upward of that any number. Mm -hmm. And then once you've allocated a climb, your financing held within that instrument is allocated to be moved toward that project developer. 
that's uh, the financing held in that instrument minus the client's company take rate which is the business model we have mm-hmm. which is marginal and then the rest of it actually flows like a grant literally a grant you know no questions asked toward the project developer on the 15th of every month so the 15th is what we call client's payday all clients marked as allocated to certain projects actually get financed on the 15th and then all unallocated clients that people have forgotten to put into different projects mm. or you know because they just forgot or they couldn't come or they didn't want to go mm. and exercise at part 2 we still want the money to keep flowing right we don't want it to get stuck yeah so what we have done is all unallocated clients get evenly distributed across the entire portfolio okay mm. Mm. and that way we start every 16th with a new clients balance in the platform so you get the choice to use your client till the 15th of every month mm. and if you don't then it just gets auto allocated mm. evenly but then the new cycle starts from the different clients you've collected across your favorite consumer brands mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that part 2 is very 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 important mm. so so right now the business model for you guys is that uh, every time someone buys a client you get a small portion of that yeah we have a small take rate uh, that that we collect Mm-hmm. but given that you all are building like really sophisticated technology to make all of this happen uh, i'm thinking going forward is there a sort of a uh, an enterprise tech uh, line of business as well where your uh, enterprise partners could subscribe to your uh, technology like a saas model very very good question uh, hari uh, we intentionally till now did not talk about uh, the whole enterprise play because that's not uh been our focus area up until now right uh, but but one of the things that we are uh, very conscious about from the time we started off right uh, there's this one interesting software macro trend that uh, both ani and me sort of agreed on was uh, is is the consumerization of the enterprise right that uh, most enterprise products today uh, actually started off as consumer products at some point right whether it's canva whether it's um, notion uh, there are tons of examples over the last decade that uh, where you know slack for example right started off as as consumer products but eventually monetized through enterprise right and monetized significantly through enterprise so the way we have approached this problem is if we can make the carbon problem so simple that a consumer can understand it and we can solve for whatever issues the carbon markets faced in the last decade which was lack of transparency lack of additionality and permanence right and if we could solve that using technology and can put together all of those pieces into one unified platform right can enterprises also then come and you know action on their carbon strategy through the climbs platform or the climbs instrument we thought it is a possibility right which is why we've we're building the business first principles keeping the consumer in mind but we want to make the technology so simplistic and easy to use right that even enterprises will find value in it right and definitely in the coming months as we build out uh, different aspects of technology on both the demand side and the supply side we will be exploring models to work with enterprises both in india and outside of india uh, and that's definitely on the cards mm. so yeah i mean as in fact i was going to ask you if you're looking if you will be at some point looking at overseas markets i'd imagine especially in europe there would be a lot of interest in these kinds of solutions right and 
Yeah, both both Europe and the US. Uh, we 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 are definitely exploring. We have not yet gone in because I think for us the key focus is is to simplify the platform, simplify the models that we are building out, right? And as long as we uh, figure out how to get better at these processes, for mm-hmm. us moving the demand side. Uh, abroad is not a challenge because it's just an api uh, one of the things that we are cognizant of though is to continue supporting indian projects on the supply side right and we want to sort of have a lot of the indian carbon avoidance and removal projects continue to be listed on the platform and we do spend a lot on on aggregating supply in india but the demand side of the platform and the climbs instrument is easy for us to migrate from india to outside of india we still don't have Uh, a set second market yet uh, but but hopefully in the next couple of months we should have more clarity on that as well mm-hmm. at this point uh, what do you see as your top challenges so the number one challenge is consumer brands a lot of them still think this is a good to have not a must have ah uh, okay and that is honestly the single biggest one we are mm-hmm. uh, working towards solving because there are a few brands that really really care and you know they just are driven by missionary founders they understand that sustainability is a must have feature in some form in fact they actively go out of their way to even carve out budgets within the company to uh proactively build a sustainability mandate mm-hmm. uh but that's a very small number of brands in the market uh by and large a lot of them haven't felt that urgency yet and 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 we have we are trying to simplify our product simplify even a model the business model right mm-hmm. by not charging them mm-hmm. uh saying hey this is a really really quick easy integration right mm-hmm. we will not charge you it's going to take barely any time consumers actually are out there who care you will get a huge brand bump you will get a lot more respect you will look like a you're a partner to these you know to this climate conscious uh consumer market yeah but despite that a lot of companies drag their feet so there are some that you've spent two months three months four months you know trying to uh, convince and it's, it's fine we have to fight that good fight that's why one of the earlier lines i used was we are a, in while we are a behavior change company i think we are more now a brand behavior change company than a consumer behavior change company okay. consumers actually care a lot it's the brands that we have to convert to be able to offer this choice to the, to the people out there uh so we still we haven't i still don't think we have completely uh nailed that that answer we're getting better every day and we're starting to get far more number of really good consumer brand partners to uh see the light in what we in the value proposition we have and get on board uh but the pace at which we have to go right the the sheer urgency of the climate finance problem particularly we need lots small brands to proactively want to do so and yeah. move on fast yeah i mean, i i can't help thinking that you know the fact that possibly big brands that you're talking to are dragging their feet is terrible commentary on the state of affairs at a time when companies are willing to literally spend billions of dollars worth of money on advertisements in you know big sports uh, uh anyway that's one i also wanted to ask you briefly what is their main reason for not wanting to commit to this so uh no one 
with like only two three exceptions has actually said no to this so far which okay. is very very interesting uh by and large every every brand has has really liked what we have had to show them uh but liking is one thing action is the second one right so the part 2 of action uh i think it comes from or inaction comes from a lack of urgency so a lot of times we hear hey like we love it but why don't we do this next quarter mm-hmm. right uh we'll be able to like slot it into our engineering bandwidth and our team priorities a lot better then but i don't think climate can wait yeah. uh <laughs> but if we hear that right and that's the reality of the market and we have to evolve and adapt to that market but then there are a bunch of other brands where on the first call itself you know they just commit because they see the value in it and they're excited about it and we love partnering with brands like that because like they care they care their consumers care you know they're they're willing to take that leap of faith and and try something new that's not just good for their bottom line because brands don't actually make any revenue by partnering with us Mm-hmm. at least directly they don't make any revenue there's no revenue share or anything uh, they get second and third level effect you know third level benefits like brand perception bump and engage retain users along with new users who actually come and start using the platform uh, because we're attracting a whole new climate conscious consumer set uh, so there are second and third level benefits but some companies naturally see the value in it right and the fact that rome home tamarind chutney are safe make my trip sing bus uh are trend setters in that in in that mold we think a lot more brands will actively start doing so as well but urgency is something we need to either like create pull based demand for or push based right mm-hmm. we must do whatever it takes to be available for the companies that actively want it or drag the ones who don't want it into the future all right and you all have uh, raised uh, upwards of a million dollars since of uh, seed yeah, i think we've raised uh, a million point 2 dollars uh right and and also one of the things that we like to add is obviously because the space is very nascent right uh, one of the things that uh we've uh, deliberately done is to like you know have a very very uh, frugal business uh, sort of expense Mm-hmm. uh that that we are maintaining right we do realize that climate is a problem that needs urgency but also needs some patience because like ani mentioned through the conversation that many brand partners are warming up to it it's just not been the most top priority for them right yeah. uh, the top most priority for them so we are being very patient with the way we are building the the business right and Uh, the one good thing about climate is that you know we are seeing a lot of exciting talent willing to like let go of you know higher uh, pay packages to come and work with us because they really believe in the mission so uh, mm-hmm. that's something that that we also are are really um, sort of uh, excited for that you know there's a lot of incoming talent in this space and hopefully we all collectively can can really get to that vision of uh, moving uh, millions of clients through the platform All right, truly wonderful conversation, guys. Thank you so much for making time for this. I definitely hope to keep the conversation going. Thanks, Hari. Yeah, thank you so much for doing a lot for the climate space, uh, Hari. A big fan of your work, and we're we were glad to be a part of this. That's it for this conversation. You can find all our podcasts at ForbesIndia.com and on your favorite podcast apps. I'm Hari Arakali. Thank you for listening.